What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Group Chat Roulette. That's right. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm back, motherfuckers. Busy season. January 25th. I just had to look at the date on my laptop because I lost track of days. Um, it is Wednesday, January 25th. I'm happy to be here. Ryan, Eric, great to see your faces. Dude, miss you, man. How is life? Are you okay? <laughs> so obviously I missed the last two podcasts just and I I actually want to like go through this and go through the routine with both of you because I'm really curious because have I been super busy with work no honestly I I haven't I mean it's a typical January with a child though I think I'm prioritizing certain hours of the day with the baby while she's awake and then I kind of say okay what would I normally do on a weeknight? Maybe sit on the couch by 9 p.m., watch some sports, do whatever. And yeah, you know, I'll just, you know, do some emails. But like I'm like Ryan, I'm I'm actually most curious about yours because I kind of know Eric post-work schedule. So walk me through a weekday for Ryan and Sarah. First off, this what is Sarah's schedule like right now? Like, does she go into her school every single day or can she work virtually some days? Uh, no, she's a public school teacher. So COVID is done and she is in school every day. Well, I thought she like, and this is going to be, I thought she, I, I obviously know she's a teacher, but I thought she kind of like has a different type of role. She does. She's not like a classroom teacher. So she doesn't have kids every moment of the day, but she's there all day. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. For some reason I was thinking in her role, there were maybe some like administrative days where she could potentially work from home so she's at school every day when does she get home well on thursday she does show up on this 3d screen that the kids have and she says hey everyone it's virtual teacher sarah you stupid fuck (laughs) i'll probably cut that part out so if anyone hears my voice right now there was a part that eric just said that he's so much better than that joke he just made yeah that was pretty bad better you'll do better next time (laughs) bud Okay. Um, Okay. So the morning we've kind of got kind of a routine down. What, what really sucks for her is that this move that we just made of houses put us like seven minutes from her school, which is amazing, but we're at the same daycare that we went to in the old house. So usually she needs to drive all the way down towards our old house, drop off usually two of the girls and then drive back basically to our new house and go to her school. So it sucks. And it's going to be like this for a few years, but I'm the one that gets Avery to the bus stop. We talked all about the bus stop. Technically I've already started working by that point. Um, When did I'm, the kids go to daycare? Sarah usually leaves the house at like eight with the two girls Got it. And then Avery hangs out with me. Um, I'm technically working starting at eight. And uh, Avery just hangs out. And then about a little bit before nine, I walk her to the bus. And then daddy's home alone all day. That's glorious. Mm, So nice. First of all, I'm shocked at how late that day is for everyone. Like the... I think the biggest shock is that for the kids, for the kids, obviously. Like, and I know like Sarah has to do the daycare because she probably needs yeah. to be in school, I'm assuming, by 8 30. Yeah, ish. Okay. So and then Avery gets so I'm home alone all day. Avery's bus drops her off at about 4:20. And I'm technically done at four o'clock. So then at that point. At that point, it's pretty much like I'm starting to think about dinner. I'm start like Avery's now home. So I'm kind of entertaining her a bit. Pause for one second. So Pause. you truly are off the clock at 4 p.m. That is I work eight to four is my. Wow. Oh, shit. That's nice. God bless and you. If the question is sort of like given your what you just said about your job and busy season. I don't think I ever think about work. 
outside of work hours. I just have a job that I really don't need to. And my company, I'm sure there's people at my company, my organization that do, but like, they are very into like, like, especially my boss, right? Like if your boss is kind of leading by example, right? Like she is like, when you're done, you're done. Like, don't think about work till the next day. So awesome. Yeah. Okay. So you truly are done at four and then yeah, you're in kid zone territory. And that's why maybe because when does Sarah get home? So I'll just make a quick caveat. When you make 60K a year, like that's usually how it works. So <laughs> um, we'll block no, that out. You don't uh, make that. That's so low. Don't. <laughs> Eric's like, please just confirm you don't make that. <laughs> you don't make that and you live in that house. You're not a peasant. Um, <laughs> Uh, Sarah will get, so she'll finish work, go get the two girls. And then she usually gets home five 15 ish. And by then daddy has dinner going. He is like, got no Molly's meal ready. Cause she's eating something else. And today I was making this pasta dish. It's pretty much ready to go on the plate. Wow, are you typically in charge of dinner? I would say that there is like meals that Sarah makes and there are meals that I make traditionally. Yeah. Yep. Other than that, usually I'm the one making dinner. Because it's kind of, to oh. butt in there. It's harder to think of the dinner, I think, than to make it. Like if Dana has a what's for dinner, I'm like, okay, I can start it depending on who's busy or who's not. Right. Yeah. But to think of the dinner is the hard part. And well, I would say she's, typically on the hook for that we try to have a discussion on sundays about it but like yeah. that was my question don't and sh and she'll just be like all right well you obviously weren't game for a discussion today so here's what's for dinner this week and i was like that sounds great <laughs> wow your wife is willing to think of the meals without you yes crazy steve how's it work for you guys Typical gender oh. roles in this household. Um, I'll explain how my type A personality and my wife's type A personality routine works from a dinner perspective. But first off, is your... <laughs> the way you just started that seems so robotic. Super, <laughs> like, high on life, very, like, you're living. That's great. Okay. <laughs> no, I wanted to ask you, right, is your father-in-law aware that you uh, make most of the dinners? And then... Uh, no, he, that is one of the things I've kept from him. And, uh, <laughs> uh, he also doesn't know that I enjoy vacuuming. Um, <laughs> oh, he fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be like, boy, it would, no, it would be more like Sarah, you married a fucking pussy. Oh my god! <laughs> In like a New York accent, though I don't know why I gave him that accent. <laughs> I like I like that. Accent. Everybody's southern that we. Uh, I know, yeah. <laughs> when it's a masculine trait, it's a you little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So for dinners, yes, we on Sundays or right before we go food shopping, we chart out dinner by dinner. It's the starch. What's the veggie? What's the protein? And then we go wow. through it, all five dinners, and then Mallory will not allow me to handwrite it because then it goes on like a sticky board on the fridge. Um, and she then, like on Fridays, like, we'll, we'll end up going out for that. And she put out with like a little exclamation point with like a little heart on it. And I always like, like saying that, you know, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to go out on Friday. And uh, yeah, so that's, it's fantastic. And now we got Katarina's list. It's like, all right, here's like the seven things that we could potentially start with her because she started solids two weeks ago, which is just, and I think that kind of goes right into my routine where it's because Mallory's in an office and doesn't get off until five and really is like done at five 30. So by the time she gets home from Haddonfield, it's like five 45 earliest, most likely six 15. I pick up from daycare because Eric knows Luca and Katarina go to the same daycare. Nanny usually likes the kids out by like five o'clock. So I pretty much stop my work at four 40, go there, pick up Katarina Obviously, with a six and a half month old, I'm not going back to work with her. Um, clean her up, play with her. Then Mal's home. Then now our nightly routine is sit her in the high chair. She plays with foods, barely eats anything. 
bath time while Matt Mal is bathing her. I'm cleaning all the crap and the disaster that is downstairs. And then I feed her, put her to sleep. Mal's making dinner. I eat dinner. By the time it's all done, it's 8 p.m. And I'm like, well, I only worked until 4.30 and I got a crap ton of stuff to do. So that's when I just log back on. So when you guys are like, hey, let's do the podcast at 8.15, I'm like, that's literally when I just finished my four-hour break, you know, during the day. So just wanted to give you guys a context. I'm not just a workaholic. I, I probably work maybe an hour or two at most post 8 p.m. Except Johnny works till 1 a.m. I know he's probably listening. So that's respect, brother. Yeah, I mean, you can still work the same hours. You just have to take your breaks. And on Wednesday, you have a larger break because it's a self-care thing. So I don't know what your problem is. Just well, work. sometimes it's a self-care thing and sometimes it feels like a, a job. So when it feels like a job, I'm going to say sorry, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just well, with you. These but ads are... These I ads had are a really well. difficult time last January too because we both came back in December months, which was like kind of an easy month. And last January, I felt like I got to remember my job again. I got to work hard and... I was really trying to do two things at once, which was like be a family member and then be like the high performer work person. And like just wasn't working. And I feel like in February, I adjusted to just the I was also on a really busy project, which is obviously you're in busy season. And I've I just haven't put myself in that position again. I'm just like hey this is a busy one you want this like no i think it's a great one for billy <laughs> like you know like i swear to god i don't take complex yeah. ones anymore and i realized i mean for me i'm not saying i'm like i figured it all out but i, I don't think rating wise or performance wise my boss sees anything different he sees like me putting in an impact on parts of the day that matter and like piecing out and of course i'll address an email or something at night if i need to but not every night anymore but no, you're in business season, you serve clients i get it it's a lot different i serve internal clients no 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 what it's not it's not different it's all about delegation i i totally agree with you and just um you know to end this boring you just ass have talk. to trust that someone is not going to do the same work as you and it's not going to be as great and be okay with it yeah, exactly. No one's going to die in my uh, line of work. I mean, clients may lose millions of dollars, but that's fine. Um, so got to put out fires. Exactly. Like Mal today had a two hour lunch. She was like, you should come to lunch with me. I was like, you know what? Let me block off my calendar. We went that I joined her in Haddonfield, went to a nice uh, pizza place called Trano's. Have, have you ever been there, Eric? It's like a brick oven pizza place in Haddonfield. Trano? Yeah. Yes. Been everyone's been there it's like <laughs> a nice pizza place to go it's in technically in um westmont oh okay like past like g bar what do you call it g morello's right yeah 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 and right past, past like, the train station yeah yeah every, yep. everybody's been to trino okay i don't know if you're being serious or not but yeah anyway <laughs> um some and of our listeners will laugh at it that you said Trano like it's a distant place. I lived in Pittsburgh for three years. All right, I'm, I'm a... pretty sure you've been there with us. Like I, me and Dana have gone there a bunch. So yeah, but it's a very good brick what's oven. The, what's the place that we went to years ago when Sarah and I told you guys Steve wasn't there? Yes, it was Trano. That was it. Yeah, that's why I'm like picturing Steve there. But I guess because of Pittsburgh, I'm forgetting he's mm. out on some local spots like that. So that's what happened. That's what we happened. Definitely a Trano with us. So I don't know if it was an announcement or something, but I do remember being a Trano with you. Yeah. Anyway, um, um, let me ask a quick question yeah. based off the work uh, conversation, because Steve and I both have wives that work outside of the house and we both work inside the house. Now, Eric, you are both in the house all day long. You've been doing this for years. Are you guys good? No. Like, because <laughs> listen, 
love my wife to the moon and beyond and back. I think we both would say that like, it's good that we have a little bit of space that we're, Mm -hmm. you know, and you guys are in the house together all day long, every single day of the week. Yeah, we're not okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, No, but yeah. Like, (laughs) like, I guess that's your, your parts of the house. Yeah. It seems really great. Um, and you know there's a lot of like it's been three years now just about and there's a lot of like stuff that you learn and i'm i actually was like turning to her i think like a couple months ago i was like i'm really proud of us like we have are surviving each other 24 7 and still have some stuff to talk about now is it mostly like our son and like something he did I mean, the other one that's in her belly, fuck if that kid ever gets the time of day. We don't ever talk about that one. We're like, <laughs> let's just prep <laughs> yeah, prep for uh, getting some shit, like a double stroller and stuff like that. But I'm not even thinking about like the personality that is Lorenzo. I'm just like, <laughs> yep, there's something in her belly. Um, So yeah, it's definitely tough, but it's it makes our lives so much more flexible. Um. Yeah. Like with the pickup situations, I definitely feel for both of you with wives that have to go into the office. It's, you know, that's what they have to do. And why would you guys kind of inconvenience them at times? And like, it's just tough. And we're mostly around um, all the time. Um, But yeah, it's. How often do you see each other throughout the day? Like times. Yeah, because you're like heading to the kitchen, getting a coffee. Yeah, on rare days, we're like so busy that we're both in each other's offices. And it's like, today was actually one of those days. I had a lot of calls and so did she. But she took some from the couch because, you know, she's pregnant. So she's not like sitting in her chair all day. So I saw her downstairs. And then like typically we'll have the laptops in the kitchen for the morning, like hour. Mm, Unless we have like, what's that? That's sweet. Yeah. Pregnant Dana gets cooked breakfast, you know, Um, but that's the luxury, you know, like I get to work from home so I can just like check some emails. I don't really schedule early calls. So I have a daily one at nine o'clock. Exactly. That's what Dimitri hears. But um, I was (laughs) cracking up when I picked up Luca. I saw Steve and he was like. Routine mode. And this he was perfectly nice to me and all that kind of stuff. But like he passed by, he's like, yep, Katarina. And then it was like, okay, put her in the carrier and then like leave. Well, Eric, it's funny you say that because when I got in my car, I was like, I didn't even like really say hi. How are you to my brother? You didn't say like <laughs> anything to me really. And I was like, hey, I was like, how you doing? And you were like just smiling. And I could just tell because I've been in that mode where like you are not realizing what's going on behind you. And I was I was cracking up because, you know, I'm just like a jerk like that. I was at the top of the stairs and you were leaving. And I was like, see, you, Steve. Bye. Bye, brother. And, and I'm looking at me and I was just like. Just my brother didn't want to say bye to me. And she was like, she's like, stop. That's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I always feel awkward because her husband's working out in the front room. He's getting ripped for his Florida vacation. So as soon as I get in there, I'm just like, I got to get in and out of this house because it's just a little weird. You know? Yeah. They They have four boys themselves. So like, I'm just proud of this guy. Like he's just finding the space to work out where he can, which is like the front room. And he just has to see people walking in and out. Like, I wouldn't have the guts to be doing a high intensity workout in front of everybody walking and picking up their kids. Yeah. Especially that one hot dad. Oh, God. It's like he shows up and I'm like, we get it. You like are put together. And I look like this picking up Luca. (laughs) Speaking of, I, uh, Sarah and I are on episode like five of um white lotus too yeah and it was the episode where are you trying to do the theme song <laughs> okay we're good um oh, <laughs> it was kind of good but it was so subtle that it was i like... know i was like i, I wanted it to be kind of background music but i guess it was oh god it 
podcast. No, it sounds even <laughs> it's, worse than me. If that's how it came through for that's me, that's how then... it came through. Oh, okay. Oh, that's wow. how it came through. Okay, wow. So in my head, that was really good. Anyway, okay. same. I just want to say it. That was a very frustrating episode we just watched. Um, I'm about to say a spoiler. So if you are about to hear everybody's watch White Lotus, you're good. Okay, this is their warning. Um, when Aubrey Plaza's character finds the condom wrapper, yeah, and and then the whole rest of the episode like just is a zombie, and then swings the other way where she gets super drunk, and like the the husband is like not really trying to really i was it was just so frustrating and sarah and i were sitting there like oh my gosh this is we're like squirming yeah that's how that's i didn't do anything i didn't do anything you should actually be like proud of me yeah yeah i was like oh my god i'm gonna get in trouble from sarah for him saying that to his wife (laughs) yeah yeah dana was like so disgusted with him and like the other guy like just like she I'm sure your wife was doing the same. She was like, she was like, he's such an idiot, Eric. And I was like, oh, I know. <laughs> like, it's almost like they wanted something out of us. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, she's like, <laughs> she's like, they make it sound like guys do this. Like when the girls aren't around, I was like, I know, I know. Stupid. It, echoing on that point, not specifically to White Lotus. And I can't think of like a, a specific scene, but when something like that happens, Mallory looks at me like, that is so disgusting, isn't it? And I'm just yes. like, yes. yeah, one 100 i'm so disgusted right now and like it's just it's like a cheating scene or something like ew guys are like guys really do that ew and i'm like oh my god that's disgusting what a pig what a pig i'm dead best i'm dead best i love my wife and i know she's listening to this but all girls are the same it really is but it is true okay God, first of all, you want to know what I do with my boys? Just very immature shit. We don't hire prostitutes. We would be way too immature to do that. (laughs) Do you want water? The last time, I think the last bachelor party, I brought like a hundred bagel bites too, and we made them at midnight, and then like recorded you crawling on a table. <laughs> um, if I saw that, yeah, exactly, and I was probably like, "It's gonna be a fun fucking night, bagel bites." Like that's what it's all about. I'm not about like, you yeah, know, the meeting. Stripper comes in. Oh. We got bagel bites in the oven. Come on. <laughs> I always say that to Mallory. I'm just like, do you know my group of guy friends? Like. Be happy that I am friends with the people I am ha- like friends with. Literally, all of our guy friends are just good guys that just want to hang out with the guys when we're with each yeah. other. And like, there is well, Mark's bachelor party. They should be worried. Everybody's going to let loose. Yeah, that's a good point. Let's fun. Um, at one point during this conversation, you, I think you called yourself an asshole or a jerk, Eric, or something. You called yourself a name. And it made me think of a situation <clears throat> that happened the other day. Um, Steve, you want to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just, it doesn't have to be around that situation. You know, we got a big birds game on Sunday, Sunday, 3 p.m. Big birds game. Um, I'm a fan of the timing, to be honest. The fact that it's not, you know, with kids' bedtime interfering a good 3 to 6 p.m., pretty happy with it. Uh, and and this is from an outsider's perspective, to be honest, because I wasn't even near my phone. I just saw like 118 text messages back and forth. And uh, yeah, do we actually, yeah, Eric's on mute right now. So we're going to leave him on mute for this segment and this. Uh, so <laughs> we actually did mute him. Wow. So, you know, <laughs> fuck you to us. Um, I think it was Eric that very funny, you know, tried to hint at, oh, where can we watch this game at someone that doesn't have any kids and blah, blah, blah. And, and then, you know, Mark kind of offered to watch the game or to host the game. And then Dan said he would potentially be in. It seems like some of the guys would go there, blah, blah, blah. Um, and this is where I started to slowly catch up so what exactly was said then ryan i guess then um dan kind of made mention that a little uh 
a little friend would be coming as well. Yeah. So I think the first text that like set things in motion was Dan saying like Mason and I got permission and are confirmed coming. And that was it. <clears throat> I think. And then Eric obviously kind of um, in a very Eric way, uh, actually not in an Eric way. He kind of went pretty direct at Dan kind of right. Like via the text kind of, Oh, he wants to, Oh, he, Oh, he wants something. so badly wants to jump in. <laughs> First was the joke. Okay, yes. In a very Eric way, joke like, oh, I, I didn't know we were bringing kids, blah, blah, blah. Dan took it a little bit to heart. And I think Eric's point here is, well, there's a couple clear points that I think anyone would get, and including Dan, even though he doesn't want to admit it, is did you like confirm with Mark that like he just offered the host two minutes ago, and now we're potentially bringing like kids over his house. But I can tell Mark probably thinks that's fine. And then maybe some of the other people were just like, oh, I thought we were just going there without kids. And now my wife found out that there's a kid there. Why don't you bring Luca? I don't know like what his thought process was. I get it all. I think it was way blown out of proportion and it could have been resolved a lot easier if Dan just simply said, I, or just didn't take offense to it, to be honest. And I think Dan took offense to it, which is funny. And Eric's perspective on it is, which I think is true. Dan, uh, you know, will be the first one to be like, you're not allowed to do this. You, you, and he'll be the first one to pose that type of attitude towards someone. So when someone is giving it back to him, um, it was uh, it was funny how he immediately said he was no longer coming. So I'm not sure where we stand on that. <laughs> that is the ultimate um, question. I will say after I kind of caught myself up to speed and came to. My whole thing was I love watching the games, obviously, with the people who are in my inner circle, my friends, my family, and my brother. So I will probably go to Tomo's or I may just I may just go to my dad's house, to be honest, and just be laser focused and go from there. And that's probably what I would have done no matter what. But Eric, we're going to invite you on to just kind of calmly. Uh, I don't know. Speak to the situation. Yeah, I think um, it wasn't blown out of proportion. It's it's just something we're all not used to. And I think um, we think like, whoa, this is cutting deep. Whoa, harsh, Eric. Uh, okay, we need a timeout. And everything I said was really, if you're picturing me with good intentions, which I really do have, like, I'm... I'm literally just debating a friend who loves to debate. Like that's all it was. It wasn't me saying your son is not allowed to come. Oh man. If it's a kid event, do I have to bring Luca? Uh-uh. Nope. That wasn't going through my mind. Cause I wasn't bringing my son. And I was just like, Dana, you're taking care of him. It was just powerful and not being who he wants us all to be so it's like hold to your principles if you're gonna say you know i'll call out steve with mallory because he's definitely said like little snarky comments with that oh he's bringing mallory now you know something like that and now a wife is different i get in these scenarios but it's like was he you know you are just and he said it so quick and he said moose and I get it because I've been there. I've been there, man. You just say it quick because you'd want to brush over it. But like, just like, yo, man, I I can't fucking get out of this house unless I bring this kid. And we're going to be like, then come <laughs> because we want you there. I want to watch the game with Dan and I don't care if Mason's there at all. Now, so now here's one thing I'll say. Brandon, this this doesn't mean Brady can come because if we have two of them, then it's definitely the playhouse, and then I'm fucking out. <laughs> <laughs> so two points and great explanation, nice and calm. We we really appreciate it. We could have done without the uh, playful Brandon Brady comment at the end, but it's all right. But we'll, I think he knows we'll that too. That. Like, isn't that just like? And again, this is all so light. Like, this isn't like a, I'm not coming and I hate you. This is like a, 
what are we doing here now, guys? Like, we need to pay attention to the game. Eric, and Brady Eric, can everything watch an iPad. Is, everything else. in our group is light. Everything in our group is light. Everything but in clearly our it's not because no, no, no. I'm saying, but I, but, then, but I, I will say in Dan's defense, I have totally been in that position where if something takes me off guard, which I think I was definitely taking people off guard with how. I guess harshly I was saying it. Well, you left you've left the group chat a bunch of times. Exactly. So I, I leave the group chat all the time. I always <laughs> say I don't even care. I'm not even friends with them. Like I constantly tell myself that on a weekly basis. So like <laughs> and you're not alone. Like we're actually the same person, kind of. Wow. That's deep. <laughs> I like that. No, I, I think you said it perfectly. And I think the two points I gathered from that is one, the messaging could have been uh a little bit better and and two like you said it was a debate and i think it's pretty fair to say you won brother <laughs> i won. did he kind of backed down and like that's what i'm saying don't back down and like miss yourself out on a fun game of watching because of like something that you think i cut deep on when it wasn't even a cut it wasn't even a cut mm. Mm. it's all good danny come the, the one thing i took out of it that's not true. The point I want to make is it's so nice that listen, we don't have many such like in that moment, it was kind of awkward, right? It was a little bit like, oh shit, something's happening right now. And, it probably felt awkward for everyone. But I I really was like, if you kind of switch your <laughs> what am I a fucking group Tony Robbins now? If you switch your mindset. Um, it's not that awkward. It, it's literally, I think it's awkward because it's a kid is involved and like, it makes it sound like I don't want your kid there. But I actually wish I, I feel bad that. about that because that is sensitive. And I would probably, if I was Dan, I might get equally offended, you know, cause it's a weird thing to defend. I actually don't feel like it was awkward. I know I said that, but that's not exactly how I felt. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It wasn't awkward. It was just no, it wasn't awkward. awkward. It was just that um that there was a little bit of tension. But yeah. the whole point of what I'm saying is just that we moved on. Like there's no additional talk about it. now. I don't know if Dan's actually coming or not and if his son is coming or or if the event is even happening at this point regardless i am going to tomo's and i will call it out there that dan is gonna keep to his word and just stay home i do (laughs) knowing dan i would say he probably will not come but my point is just that like you know i think about like girls in this situation it's just like a friendship probably would have ended, you know, but here we are yeah. like some dudes that are just like, okay, this thing happened. Don't really need, like, there's no apologies needed or anything like that. It's just like, it happened. And then we talked about Eric sent a picture of, or a video of his son. He, he really tried hard with that. It was an adorable video, but like, it was kind of <laughs> like, you send a picture of your son. After you just <laughs> that dish guy with his shot. That was so funny when Sean was like, wow, a cute video of a child when this is all about a child. But <laughs> I literally did it in that moment because I was wearing this Eagles hat. And I was like, go Eagles. And I was like thinking, I've never tried to have him say Eagles. And he's like, Eagles. And I was like, this is so funny. It was amazing. cute. And it just was hard. But I was just like, it was never about the kid. It was just about like the assumption principle stupid thing that is literally and that's why i included larry david in my thing which i was talking to ryan about separately i was like i think i went in a little bit too on larry david but i was like this is so funny because dan loves larry david and i think if larry david was a fly on the wall he would say "Eh, you should ask if your kid could come (laughs) uh, specifically the episode is about him being the social assassin I got an estimate on the car. $573. Yeah. Okay, I'll tell you what. Forget the insurance. I'll just write you a check. I'll take care of it. Well, I, I think that's uh, one way to do it. But, you know, let me propose an alternative here. 
uh, indulge me for a second. I, last night at that dinner party, you you really impressed me. I did. Well, you just speak your mind, you know. You, you tell people how you're feeling, what you're thinking, the, with the potatoes, for example, you know. I uh, mean, how cold were those potatoes? They by were the freezing. Way. I couldn't say that. You're the only one who can come out with it, you know. And then, and then, you know, Jeff and uh, Susie with the kid. What was the kid doing there, right? What, why do you bring your daughter to an adult dinner party? Exactly. You you say what everybody's thinking. You just come out with it. It's, yeah. it's impressive, you know. Yeah, you know, thank you. So he would call out things that people did that like bothered him. Yeah. That most people would keep inside and not say anything like when. Uh, and Larry David would hate me too, <laughs> the way I act oh. with friends for oh, sure. Yeah. He wouldn't be able to stand you. Exactly. <laughs> um. Anyway, it's all good. I one thing to just wrap this up. I totally agree. Way blown out of proportion, and I I find the, the whole situation super funny. But Dan, you're invited. Hopefully, you go to Tomo's house. I may not even go because I kind of am a little superstitious. I would like to probably watch with my father. Um, and you know, like good vibe, good vibes for the birds because that's really all that matters. All right, it doesn't matter who's watching with who. Doesn't matter about the kids. All that matters this week. Is the birds and we have to win. Isn't now, it the- funny the whole good vibe, bad vibe? I feel like we're only saying that because it's like it'll hurt less to put blame on someone if they lose. Yes, I understand what you were just saying. That yeah, no, you're you're totally right. When there's positive vibes in the air, you know, and they do lose, we know it's not on us, right? Because we did everything to be positive um yeah yeah. and that's that's how i live with myself is like i did everything in my control to root on the eagles um Um, i definitely want positive vibes so wait let me just close out this dan thought i was being an asshole i don't want to be ever an asshole to my friend so i am sorry if you felt that way which feels like a backhanded apology but i really am (laughs) yes i know i like that and i just want to close out this segment from a text from the Dark Knight himself, Daniel Steyer, this morning at 7.12 a.m. Was this last night that we had all this conversation? Or two nights ago? Two nights ago? Okay, so two nights ago. So, yeah, we went through yesterday text. I think he's been texting the B-Hood chat. So, like, everything's been fine. But he sent me uh, a winning bet slip this morning at 7.12 a.m. An eleven game parlay that he won for ten dollars, and he won seven hundred dollars. And I'm like, dude, you're a master gambler. And like, I, I, I want everyone to know. I'm gonna shoot that bet slip out to the B Hood chat when this podcast airs, because Dan deserves his credit, man. He he pulled off an Eric type, a Sean type, a Ryan type of bet, and I'm proud of you, Daniel. I'm. Frankly, this pisses me off more than anything. Yeah, this goes to my principal thing. Motherfucker wants all of our bet slips and doesn't tell us about his big win. I'm pissed. I'm like dead serious right now. But that is an awesome Why would he only send that to you? Well, we do share like sometimes. Maybe it was the timing of everything that went down. (laughs) That that just goes to show you he's going to be like, I ain't coming Sunday. This was a 12-leg parlay. 11. Money lines on the college basketball. I was like, what the hell? What made you do that? He was like, I'm not sure. I was like, what the hell? I'm frankly appalled. This guy talks about incredible win, and he should be sharing it so we can all celebrate with him. Well, when it airs out, uh, we'll have to uh, congratulate him and berate him at the same time. So it's full circle with you, Daniel. Wow. (laughs) Unreal. Um, let me ask something real quick. Cause, uh, I sent you guys a picture. I hung some old newspapers up from when the Eagles won the last Super Bowl. I have my at last poster up in this uh, room. Yes. It's a classic. And I love that, um, inquirer cover. Um, it got me feeling a little bit nostalgic and brought me back to those, that playoff run. And it got me comparing how I felt in that playoff run to how I feel right now. Mm-hmm. And 
I'm wondering if you guys have thought about it at all. And if you notice like a difference in yourself about how you're enjoying or experiencing this playoff run compared to that one. It's so different. It's it like last time it was like, we've never experienced this type of weird, crazy miracle shit. And like, it feels right. Well, the Vikings game to me really made it feel right. Cause the Falcons game was like, eh, we kind of slid by on that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, but after the Vikings game, I was like, there's just no way. Like we can't not win it after that. Like that was amazing. And, um, you know, the giants game was so great, but they were just a shit component. Sorry, Johnny. I mean, they just shouldn't have been there at that point, but maybe the NFC is just that poor. Um, and I feel good. I guess I wasn't expecting it. I don't know. Like, I'm just like, I obviously when I went, I, I definitely need to get a little bit of my intensity up for Sunday. Like that's, for sure. yes, if I yes. was intense every minute, the last yes. one, and it was like hard to breathe at times. Like it was like, is this happening? And like, yeah, it was there a lot. Was a, and Steve, I want to hear your answer too. Like just about that intensity part, there was like a swagger about that team. And I'm not saying this team doesn't have it, but I feel the like it was much thing. more per na- Yeah, it was like the underdog thing. It was even like the Meek Mill song. Like <clears throat> you saw there was a video of them dancing in the end zone before a game. Yes. I think it was Vikings. It was the Vikings game. The Vikings game where I watch that video now and I'm like, I should have bet hundred thousand dollars on this. Yeah, so no no good. But now I, I love I that just, song for Philly, but everybody yeah. sings it, and I'm just like, it's not the same. No, like, no, it's not the same. <laughs> anyway, I totally agree with everything you just said, and want to hear what Steve has to say. No, I'm the same way. I just think about in 2017, 2018, like that was the most important thing in my life. Like, if you really think about it personally, I wasn't married yet. I didn't have a kid like on Sunday. One of the first things that that we're all thinking about is, okay, where's our wife and our kids at? How are we scheduling that? What are we going to do? Whereas like five years ago, and I get it. You, you probably had Avery at that point, right? Right. She was like a year old. Okay. So it was slightly different, but now life is a lot more complicated with two more kids, but it just is, this is life or death. And then you win. So something changes, obviously. And then you have the Phillies like magical run, like this last like year, which I think just made me think like good shit can happen in Philly. I know they didn't win the world yeah. series, but that was an amazing run. Yeah. So now I just feel like this is a special team. Like I'm, I'm confident. I'm not waiting. Like how my dad always says to me, it's Philly. We're just always waiting for them to screw up. I'm like, sorry, bro. Like, that's not how I feel. <laughs> like yeah. I, we've got two championships. We've got some, you know, potential champions you know in the Phillies and I feel good and now the Eric is right when Sunday rolls around I'm gonna wake up at 7 a.m and that's the only thing I can think about and just like crave that game and I really hope I can do that on Sunday but and that's why I need to be almost separate like too like I from my daily life because of what you just said it's like it's gotta be bird's day like Saturday was like I definitely was anxious about this. It's funny. I, I was DMing Sarah. Whoops. DMing your no, wife. She, she told me that that you were both talking about how anxious you were. Yes. Because like, oh, I, I was acting weird all day. We were talking about something else that somebody shared on a story or something, I guess. And then we were just like, she was like, Ryan's been anxious all day, too. And I'm just like, yes, yeah, so am I. And it's, I think we didn't know it yet because before we could be like, well, it's the Eagles. And like, I don't, I wasn't even like Steve said, I was newly married, but like no kid, like whatever. I'm watching every Eagles game from start to finish. And now it's like, you're just doing shit all the time. So this Sunday I is definitely going to be, it's bird's day. Like I am locked and loaded. Now it was great Saturday night to just be like, oh, also I was like by myself. It was like, yeah, got my, nice. my amazing cheesesteak took an hour and 40 minutes to get to me, which was absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. But <what laughs> was a fucking amazing cheesesteak. Was it warm? 
Was it warm still? It was actually pretty warm. I think the Uber Eats driver was there and he had to wait like literally 20 minutes for Gaetano's to make it. I don't know. Gaetano's, it was not even, it was the second quarter at this point. What orders are you getting? Anyway, I put it in the toaster to be sure because I was like, I'm not waiting this long for some soggy mess. And I toasted it a bit. Oh, chef's kiss. It was just what I needed. It was so good. Um... And we were killing them. So, but then it was like, we're killing them so bad that I was like, where's the party at? Like, I'd love to watch with somebody. (laughs) (laughs) I do think you guys are absolutely right. Where even when I had one, I had one kid then like there was magic about that run because of just the circumstances of Nick Foles and exceeding all expectations, the swagger of the team, having never won a Super Bowl before, um, and being able to almost a hundred percent just focus on the Eagles throughout that entire run. Now, even Sunday, which I'm going to dedicate to the Eagles. I'm going to be stressed leading up to the game, not just about the game, but am I going to have the perfect viewing situation with my three kids here? What's going to happen? That's going to pull me away. Even during this important game, inevitably I'm going to get pulled away at some point. And it's just like, there's that added layer of stress on top of it all. Yeah. That I'm just like, I can't a hundred percent focus on this game, which is just so frustrating, but also like I'm going into it extremely confident in that. I think the Eagles are going to win. Like I, I <laughs> definitely not. I'm confident, but like, it's going to be a game Unlike last week. Like it's yeah. really going to be a game. I do think it's. Oh, it's Steve predicts another blow. Okay, Steve shaking his head. No. All right. Wait, I don't want to count my chickens right before they hatch. Whatever the fuck that is. That's oh, good. Did I say it right, Ralph? I think I think you did. I would have definitely screwed that up. I I, I have both. I was thinking parade like scenario, and I was like, again, I'm like a full day of drinking. Like it just doesn't make sense during the weekday, <laughs> and I'm like, that is so sad for me that I'm like thinking this way. That is it really worth it to make my way into Philly with how crazy it was last time and like. Yeah drink my ass off and like you guys lived there which made it so much easier well steve did i was living at home i took a train at 6 a.m date my fucking father-in-law was with me the whole time um <laughs> wait a second you didn't sleep in the city no dude i took a train i was we literally were fighting into Lindenwald. it was the only train that took that went out huh. got lucky and it was like a 12 hour, you know, visit to Philly. And it was just, I'm like, That's do I have that in me again? <laughs> Steve, remember looking for parking with me the night before? Yeah. I was like, yep, we're going to be here till 2 a.m. looking for a spot. Like <laughs> literally, we probably searched 15 blocks in Philly. I think we drove around for somewhere between 30 and 45 minutes. Yeah, for sure. It was crazy. It was insane. Um, Yeah, pack, I don't know. Would I make a pair of socks. <laughs> Tomo's yeah. listening to this though, and like you guys better go to the parade. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's actually the the perfect way to end this podcast. Positive vibes. Let's not, like you said, Quick prediction. Let's make predictions here. All right, I like that. All right, let me think really quick. Like, what do you mean, like for Sunday or like who's yeah, going score. to the Super Bowl? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Score, Wait. score of Sunday. I'm going to say I really see the Niners kicking a lot of field goals, either 16 or 19 points. And I think the Eagles are going to end up with about 34. So I'll say 34 to 19 Eagles. I was I actually had my numbers in my head before that, and I'm pretty close to yours. I was going to say 31, 17. 30, 23. I like it. Regardless. We're seeing birds heading to the Super Bowl. So let's no, Niners. Nine. No, I'm just kidding. Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> and I really think Kansas City is going to win. I don't know if I believe all this, like, oh, super injured. I don't know. I just, 
There was a clip of him today after his post uh, or press conference. He literally, I watched him walk a good 20 feet down steps, no limp whatsoever. He looked perfectly fine. Once I saw that, I, I, if I was a betting man, I am no longer a betting man. I would have bet my mortgage on Kansas City. I mean, come on. Like, there's no way he's not playing. Like, he is. For sure. This is it. Why wouldn't you play? Like revenge factor from last year home. I mean, I, oh, I like Burrow, really but... stupid question, but I'm assuming because a cardiac arrest happened, like Damar Hamlin couldn't get back on the field right away. But like, you know, why wasn't he playing on Sunday? Because that was actually a body double that came to the game. Do you hear all these Christ. conspiracy theories? Yes. No, but seriously, like how long does it take recovery wise? Was he just like out indefinitely? Like well, I know I know we're all talking about the amazing story of Damar, which is amazing, but I I was curious about the science. Like if this was week three, would he be playing week seven? I I'm just so curious about it. I think um, like his body was like shut down, so he had to like just he was still sore and had to figure out like how to breathe on his own. Um, and I'm I sure like that you're just making stuff up I, right now, yeah, but that's fine. It's getting to that point, so I'm gonna stop speaking. He's like, I gonna keep going, so I appreciate oxygen it. and body <laughs> and blood. So, stuff. yeah, he had to reteach himself how to like use all right, blood. Adam. When you listen to this, group text us and tell us, you know, what you would think a recovery time would be after cardiac arrest. It could just be like, you know, you really can't play for 30 days, you know, I don't know. It's probably like we need time to just to do more tests to make sure like this won't happen again, probably like six months to a year. But anyway, who knows? All right, Chris, again, he making had, he had such, to guess he such had. bullshit six months to one year, like and anywhere between six months and 10 years, somewhere in that range. <laughs> All right, boys, good podcast. I think I'm going to treat myself to an ice cream sandwich and take some NyQuil and go to bed because I'm daddy's feeling a little sick. Oh, better. Um, I'll see everybody on Sunday, right, Dan? Bye-bye.